Welcome to Safety Chats. Host Jason Stark, Director of Safety at Baldwin Safety and Compliance, shares decades of aviation experience and a passion for safety. Let's get started with this week's Safety Chat. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Baldwin Safety Chat podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about all things safety management or safety or I guess whatever comes to mind that's related to safety. And it has been a long time since the end of the last season and into the new season. We've come off a long conference season. We've had the opportunity to speak at a few of those conferences. We ended the conference season with a very nice company retreat at company headquarters in Hilton Head, South Carolina. It was super neat to actually interact with the entire team. Whether you know or not, we are predominantly a virtual organization and we do it well. So if there's ever a study on e-leadership or uh, virtual leadership, virtual organizations, Baldwin is a great study because uh, they do it well. And they've done it pre-pandemic. So when the pandemic came, wasn't really much of a shock to the organization. And any of the literature will tell you that even if you are a virtual team, it is very beneficial to get the team together every now and again uh, physically. Um, just to put a human touch to it and just to really uh, practice that affective component, uh, which is the more of that emotional component, if you will. And some people kind of squirm when they hear the word emotion, but it's kind of that emotional component to practice in person. Really nice and really helped me really solidify the fact that I work with probably the best team I ever have in my career. Each of them are fantastic. Uh, Every one of them is brilliant. I learn a lot from them. They teach me a lot. They challenge me and we just have a really, really good team, which brings me to the topic of this podcast is talking about the team and the need for the team. And a little background on this as I was on the road over the last month and a half or two months um, with the conferences, talking to a lot of safety managers. And it was a little bit interesting because they would say things like, uh, yeah, I got to get back. I have to create the SPIs for the organization before the audit, or I need to come up with some objectives before the next audit or the regulatory audit, or we're implementing the volunteer program and I need to come up with process ownership and and how processes are done in each of the functions. And, And it made me scratch my head. I'm like, you know, and I wanted to ask them, it's like, well, why are you doing this? And more specifically, I guess, is why are you doing this alone? In that safety management itself is meant is an organizational activity, which begs the fact that it is a team activity. It is not an activity that goes on the square shoulders of the safety manager. Safety manager's job is to facilitate the safety management system, the implementation and the execution thereof. But what that has come to translate to be is that the safety manager does everything. When the safety manager does everything, that actually defeats the purpose of what safety management set out to achieve. Safety management itself was to really bring in the functional leaders, to bring them into the folds of identifying and mitigating risk, and also into promoting safety and to ensuring that risk is also controlled in their specific area. This is something that is done best by the functional leaders because they are generally functional experts and they know the environment in which their employees, their followers work. It's the case that, for example, when we talk about, well, what is it that we should be monitoring? What risk control should be monitoring, which speaks to safety performance indicators. Instead of the safety manager, for example, maintenance saying, okay, well, we need to do this, this, and this, Actually, one of the responsibilities of the maintenance leader, usually the director of maintenance or maintenance chief or whatever he or she is called in the organization, it is up to them to determine, okay, these are risk controls that we have in place. 
in order to mitigate or remove high risk within the organization. And we need to see if they're working. So this is what we would be measuring. And of course, the safety manager can work with the functional expert to help them understand the principle of measurement or understand even the idea of mitigation. But Realistically, when it comes to setting up these metrics, what to measure in terms of risk controls, as the example was, within like maintenance or within dispatch or even in flight, it should be the functional manager that is actually doing that. Same with objective. When the manager sees a way of improving safety within his or her area of responsibility or reducing risk or increasing safety capacity within his or her area of responsibility, they should be a big part of that and they should be the ones to identify it with the safety manager. And then of course, if that functional manager doesn't have the authority to provide the resources for that, of course, then you would go to the higher levels at the safety committee and say, look, this is the way the, for example, maintenance chief decided that they can improve safety. He or she can improve safety. And to do this, we're going to need these tools or we're going to need these materials or we're going to need X. And then the safety committee, which should be staffed by your accountable executive, would say, yes, uh, we can provide those or no, we need to come up with another way to do that. But anyway, that was just a long way of saying that this is going to be something done by the maintenance chief in that specific example. So it goes back to this idea that when we're doing safety management, for lack of a better term, it is a team sport. It is not the individual safety manager who is expected to do things that are better suited for the functional manager, who is also a functional expert, to be doing. When I bring this idea to some organizations, there's just some reticence like, oh, they're, you know, they're going to roll their eyes. They're going to say it's more stuff to do and it's more, you know, this and that. Well, you know what? It really isn't an onerous workload to do this, but it is their responsibility because they should really want to know where the risk is in their area of expertise. They should want to know what their employees are being exposed to. They should want to know what to do to ensure that risk is reduced so that every employee goes home at night. And if they're not interested in that and they don't care and they just want to let operations happen, well, then I'm sorry to be forward, but maybe they need to go somewhere else because that is not being responsible. That is putting your head in the sand and saying, I'm not going to do this because it's more work. Well, maybe sometimes it's, it seems like a lot because they don't understand. Then it's upon us safety managers to really explain well what it is that we need them to do and more importantly why why it is they need to do that and i think if we as safety managers can convey that message more effectively and especially grounding it in the why i think we'll find that the managers may be more accepting of the message. I don't know your organization, but it's not about feeling or not. It's about the fact that they have to be involved and they have to roll their sleeves up and do some of this work because they, he or she, the functional manager is best suited to do it. When I was a safety manager, I ran into this problem. By trade, I'm a pilot. I know very little about aircraft maintenance. You know, I've put oil in engines before. Looking back at it, probably was beyond the scope of what uh, I really was authorized to do. But when it came to the safety management system and identifying potential issues in maintenance, I was taking a guess. Well, the maintenance manager wasn't really involved in the safety management system. Even the flight manager wasn't involved in the safety management system. But me being a pilot, I had a little more insight into risk in the flight operations. But when it came to things like maintenance and to some extent dispatch, that wasn't my field of expertise. So I felt I did the best I could, but I felt like I was cheating them. I didn't know. You know, I tried to talk to some of the mechanics, but I didn't really know because I wasn't 
wasn't an expert in that area. I'm not saying you have to be. What I'm saying is that it's the manager's responsibility to determine what the risk is, where they need to be measuring risk, what they need to do to improve operations. And also it's upon them to promote the identification of hazards and the embracing of the safety management system. They have to do that for you. We cannot be everything to everyone in the organization. Okay, I'll get off my soapbox. But looking back at some of these conversations, it just reinforced that we we don't want this to be a single player sport. We want it to be a team sport. Way back when you had the the quote unquote safety officer prior to safety management systems. That that was kind of the mindset anyway. It was, okay, you got a person in the safety office. They're responsible for everything safety. If something breaks, then they're responsible to fix it. They make sure that we're all compliant via safety, and they're the ones, only ones to talk about safety. The rest of us are just going to do our jobs. That is not what safety management is about now. Safety management now is moving some of the responsibilities out of that singular office, which is the safety officer's office, into the front lines. And that was one of the big paradigm shifts to safety management was getting the managers involved was getting the front line even involved to a greater extent. It looks like in some cases have carried over that old mentality. Well, now it's our opportunity to change it. I think with some coaching, some good conversations that are really steeped in the why, we can really work to assemble a fantastic team in our organization that each member embraces his or her responsibility, contributes to the overall good of the safety management system. That was my rant. I just feel strongly about this. I hope it's something that gets you to think as well. Thank you so much for listening. really look forward to this next season. Hopefully we continue to bring you some good stuff that you can use, that you can ponder, and that you can put into action. As always, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, or critiques, always feel free to send them. Always want to hear from you. We are here to serve you. So again, thank you so much for listening, and I really look forward to seeing you on the next one. This podcast is brought to you by Baldwin Safety and Compliance, the leader in safety management for the transportation industry. Since 2004, Baldwin has been providing state-of-the-art solutions and 24-7 support to the aviation and transportation industries. Baldwin's clients include all sizes and types of transportation operators. Baldwin provides safety and related business services to commercial and non-commercial transportation operators, medical transporters, FBOs, MROs, airports, flight schools, UAS operators, firefighters, OEMs, ground transport operators, and others. Visit baldwinsms.com to discover how Baldwin can enhance your organization's safety program.